Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be going through some of the biggest winners and losers from the first round of the NFL Draft. And keep in mind, this is going to be from a fantasy football perspective. And looking at it through the fantasy football lens, I wouldn't say this was a super exciting draft, just because when you're looking at, you know, the four fantasy positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, we saw no running backs and no tight ends taken off the board, and then only one quarterback. So for fantasy wise, in terms of draft picks, we're looking at one quarterback and six wide receivers. But I do think a lot of the biggest winners and losers came out of trades. So we saw the Titans make a blockbuster deal with the Eagles. We saw the Ravens make a deal with the Cardinals. So we'll get into all of that in this video. All I ask is that if you guys are new to the channel and you like the content you know you're seeing in the future, just do me a favor. And if you do like it, hit that subscribe button and then like this video. And then I wanna know your guys' comments down below in the comment section. So let me know who your guys' biggest winners and losers are from the first round. And then I'll be putting out videos like this for day two and day three of the draft. But let's jump into some of my biggest winners. And I want to start it off here with my guy, Traylon Burks, picked at pick 18 by the Tennessee Titans. I think, you know, of all the teams that drafted wide receiver, we're looking at the Falcons, the Jets, the Saints, who else was in there? The Lions were in there. And then we had the Commanders. I think Traylon Burks landed on the best team, you know, for a wide receiver, the Tennessee Titans. And he actually is going to replace the player that I had him comped to prior to the draft. I actually nearly made a video, you know, comparing uh, Traylon Burks to AJ Brown, talking about their college careers. They were very similar. They have similar play styles, both very physical wide receivers. And actually in college, both of them played primarily out of the slot. Obviously, A.J. Brown can play all over. I think Traylon Burks can do the same thing, but he will now be stepping into the Titans offense, playing that A.J. Brown role. We know that is a very successful spot to be in for fantasy. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think Traylon Burks is going to step in and immediately, you know, be an A.J. Brown caliber player, but we know he has that same kind of archetype and can step into that role. He was my wide receiver two coming into this draft just barely behind Drake London. I think after this landing spot, he will likely be my wide receiver one. He got solid draft capital while still going to a very solid situation. Still love Drake London, but his quarterback situation is very unknown there in Atlanta. And I really like this wide receiver room he's going into because he doesn't have a ton of competition, but he does have Robert Woods there. And I feel like if there was any wide receiver that you would want to be pairing with one of these young guys, Robert Woods would be towards the top of the list because he's at a spot here where he's 30 years old. He's still going to be productive, but he's not going to be, you know, a wide receiver one, you know, probably maybe this year he outproduces Burks by a little bit, but he's definitely more on the down end of his career. So he's going to be able to come in, mentor Traylon Burks. Burks will be able to learn a ton from him. And I really like Traylon Burks immediately in 2022 and then also beyond just as a dynasty fantasy football asset. And now let's shift over to the other side of that trade where I have Jalen Hurts as a big winner here. And I'm gonna start off you know, a little bit more on the negative side because I do think you know, this trade acquiring AJ Brown does make this year a make or break season for Jalen Hurts here in 2022 because if he does struggle, I think the Eagles could look to go quarterback in the next draft. They have two first round picks there traded uh, with the Saints to get one of those 2023 first round picks. So if Hurts struggles, I think he could be out of a job 
And that may not sound great, but now he has a solid receiving core. He has the pieces around himself to perform very well. They traded for A.J. Brown. He's now going to be throwing to A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. And for next season in 2022, he is looking like a very, very solid redraft option. Probably a mid-tier QB1. Probably in that like QB6, QB7, QB8 range. We know he has the massive rushing upside. He rushed for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns last season. He should improve as a passer. Full year of experience as an NFL starter and the upgraded weapons. So we'll see what we get out of Jalen Hurts in the 2022 season. Sticking with the quarterback position, I think Kenny Pickett was a big winner from round one. And I will be the first to say I was not a big fan of him for fantasy football heading into the draft. When I was ranking these rookie quarterbacks pre-draft, put out a video like two days ago, he was my quarterback five. I had him behind Willis, Corral, Howell, and Ritter. So he's my quarterback five. He has to move up from that after being the only quarterback selected in the first round. And not only was he the only quarterback selected, but he landed in a very solid situation here with the Steelers. They're definitely lacking a little bit on that offensive line, but he's going to be paired with a bunch of young, solid weapons. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. I also think this is a solid move for those pass catchers. Also, you know, Mitch Trubisky coming in was probably a little bit of an upgrade from Ben Roethlisberger. And then I think uh, Kenny Pickett here is also a slight upgrade from Mitch Trubisky. He's probably the most pro-ready quarterback from this uh, 2022 draft class. So those are my thoughts there on Kenny Pickett. Now we're going to move over to Rashad Bateman, who I think is a big, big winner after round one. And the Rashad Bateman wide receiver one season is in full effect. I absolutely loved Rashad Bateman heading into last year's draft. I was in on him in redraft last year as kind of like a late round flyer. Had him on almost all of my best ball teams. And, you know, he actually kind of had unfortunate luck, got injured uh, in the preseason, didn't play in his first game until like four or five games into the season. And he showed flashes of being a really solid player, but wasn't overly impressive, didn't do anything, you know, insane. But now he's going to have the opportunity to emerge as the wide receiver one on this Ravens team. Now that Marquise Brown is gone, traded to the Arizona Cardinals. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens go out and draft a wide receiver, you know, maybe in the next few rounds, or maybe sign one of these solid veteran wide receivers that are still out there. But even if they do that, you know, right now I would take Rashad Bateman over any wide receiver left in this class. So I do feel very confident about Rashad Bateman moving forward. And then I believe this is going to be our last big winner and it is going to be Kyler Murray. His contract situation is still up in the air, but if he does play in the 2022 season, his weapons are looking very, very solid. You've got DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown as a solid wide receiver one, wide receiver two punch. He's reunited with Marquise Brown. They played together in college, and then you've got A.J. Green and Rondell Moore as depth wide receiver pieces, and then you've got Zach Ertz at tight end, so that is a very, very well-rounded, you know, offense. Also throw in James Conner there, who was a nice pass catcher last season. And as long as he plays, he should be a high-end quarterback one option. Right now, he'd probably be ranked as my quarterback two, just behind Josh Allen. He probably would slot ahead of Lamar, just because we don't know what that wide receiver room is going to be looking like. But if Kyler plays, he is going to be an absolute stud for fantasy this season. 
And now we're gonna shift over to the losers. And I don't think there were a ton of like clear losers here. You know, a lot of the wide receivers drafted didn't go to favorable spots, but that's what typically happens. You know, the rough offenses pick early, so they're gonna wanna build around their young quarterbacks. That's exactly what happened in this draft. So I'm not gonna say any of those guys are losers, you know, just for going to, you know, subpar landing spots and not even, you know, horrible landing spots, just not super ideal. But the first, you know, kind of fantasy loser here I want to talk about is AJ Brown. And I think this may be the first time anyone's ever called, you know, quote unquote, a loser when they just got paid in a hundred million dollar contract over four years. But we're talking about for fantasy here. And this is definitely not an ideal move. He's going from a low volume passing attack with the Titans to another low volume passing attack with the Eagles. The difference is going to be that on this new offense, he is playing with a worse passing quarterback going from Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts. He's arguably going to have more target competition competing with Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. And then you also have Jalen Hurts there, who not only is not a fantastic thrower of the football, but he is also going to vulture touchdown opportunities with his legs on the goal line. So that is why I'm not loving A.J. Brown heading into the 2022 season. And then the next kind of group of, I guess, fantasy losers, you could call them, would just be the rest of the quarterbacks who had a shot at going in round one. So we're looking at Malik Willis. I felt like he was a lock to go round one. Desmond Ritter, he was getting some round one hype. Matt Corral, I believe, was in the building. So he definitely thought he was going there. And then I'm just going to toss Sam Howell in there because I really do like him as a prospect. For fantasy football purposes, I definitely would have liked to see first round draft capital from at least a few of these players. It's just not a good sign for their long-term security as starters that they're not going in the first round. Plus, it's arguably even more concerning that basically every NFL team had the opportunity to draft you know, one of these players and they just passed on them, especially when teams are normally very desperate to trade up to get their you know franchise guy. Teams did not do that here with any of these quarterbacks. And in rookie drafts, Malik Willis was kind of slotted in as the locked-in 102 behind Brees Hall. He totally falls out of that spot without getting first-round draft capital. I think at the earliest, he'd be like the 105, but I'd probably push him farther back than that, looking at after Kenneth Walker, assuming he gets decent draft capital. And then behind Jamison Williams also, he could fall you know, if he continues to fall in the NFL draft. Those are just kind of my initial thoughts right there. I think the rest of them, you know, are going to fall in the second round of rookie drafts unless they get drafted very, very early on. We're probably looking at the same teams who are interested, like Panthers, Lions could still be in there, Seahawks. A lot of those teams where people thought they were going to go early first round may be able to snag those same players, you know, actually early on in the second. So good for those teams. And I'm going to be very, very interested to see where these guys land tomorrow. Because I mean, who knows? Maybe one of them lands on the Lions. And I think that's a very strong landing spot. You've got a lot of young weapons there. Jamison Williams, you've got Amon Ra, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. Then all of a sudden, it doesn't seem that bad. You know, plus they can maybe sit a year behind Jared Goff, who's still going to be eating up that contract. And then for the last fantasy football loser, This isn't even going to be a player. It's just going to be the fact that the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs both did not select a wide receiver. I've been talking about this the past few weeks. These were the best landing spots for these rookie wide receivers. Both teams, elite offenses, elite quarterbacks. Neither team has a locked in wide receiver one. 
The Packers wide receiver unit is looking bad. Chiefs is looking, you know, slightly better, but I still don't think they have their wide receiver one, and I don't think they're done at that position. And with both teams having two first round picks, I thought it was a lock that at least one of these teams would be selecting a wide receiver. Neither of them did. You know, a lot of the top dudes went, you know, before the top 20 picks. So maybe that was kind of a factor there. But there are still a lot of solid wide receivers out there in the second round. Sky Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson, David Bell. We'll see if any of these guys land on the Packers or Chiefs because I do think both of them have very wide open wide receiver rooms. And one of these guys going in the second, maybe even third round, could make an impact, you know, their rookie season. So something to look out for there. But that is going to wrap it up for my initial fantasy winners and losers from round one of the NFL draft. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. If you stayed till the end, thank you. I'll see you guys in the next one.